Welcome, everyone, and join me, your host, Cole, as we enter the Den of Meverden with the brothers, Bryce and Andrew Meverden. How are you doing today, Grandpa? Doing pretty good. I'm not that old yet, though. Take a little, take a little chill pill on that ride just yet. I haven't broke a hip. Tomorrow, big day. We're going to have this out. Everyone's going to be able to listen. Andy is going to have his nice little birthday party going on out in L.A., maybe pop a few bottles. Who knows? Guy could have a good time. We're going to talk some sports today. I'm excited. How about you, Andy? How are you over there in L.A.? I am excited, ladies and gentlemen. Step on in. Step on into the Den of Everton where it's always warm because we got the heat turned up in here. But, yes, we will. I will have a small get-together. We will practicing social dis- We will be practicing social distancing, so it'll be a yeah, safe part. Two feet apart. Whatever. Well, you, no, six feet. At least six okay, feet. Six feet. My bad. But six feet. You know what we will be drinking, ladies and gentlemen? Good old truly, I Ice bet, huh? Cold truly's, baby. Don't even have to put them on the rocks. Just take them right out of the fridge and pop that can open. We're gonna be in paradise. We're not the quarantine's not gonna phase us because it's gonna feel like we're in the Bahamas. Ooh. Bahamas sound nice right now. You're, you're really, you really got me excited about a beach trip right now. I'll tell you what. Just you know how you get to that beach beach trip, Bryce. Just Six trulys in. Just pop that tab on the truly. Oh, Welcome. don't worry. Already, if you can hear that, already got a pop. Welcome to the beach, baby. Well, we just went to the beach apparently, <laughs> but we're gonna be talking about the eastern side of the NFC today. And I want to start you guys off with a little Dallas Cowboys talk. America's team or least favorite team, depending on who you are. You need to relax. I'm gonna. I'm sorry to interrupt early, but they're not America's team. Let's be real. I said or least favorite team. It's not like yeah, I just like, you, you still label them as America's team. We can't. We can't have that on this podcast. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm only rolling out a little bit of a red carpet. I kind of brought back a little bit. I mean, so what? What do the American people love? Small towns, rural areas. When you think of America's really? team, I don't think of that star because it, there's stars on the United States flag, right? I think of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Green Bay. Where, where the fans own the team. That is a simple dream, ladies and gentlemen, and that's what we should sell is America's team. And we all hope to be future owners of the Green Bay Packers at one point. Or full-time owners, uh, Packers. Enzo. <laughs> okay, but I got to talk about my man, my boy, CeeDee Lamb, my number one receiver in this class falling. This man fell like a rock. We are going to talk about him going to 12, 13, 15, and all of a sudden – there he goes. He falls all the way to the 17 for the Dallas Cowboys to get potentially one of the best value picks in this class with a receiver who the big body dude, he wants to go get the ball. He's not going to have to be their number one receiver. He's going to be their number three receiver, which uh, maybe number two. He might pass up Gallup here in a little bit. But I think it's going to be interesting how they're going to use him because of both Amari and uh, Gallup only played about 22 to 20% of the snaps from the slot this year. Now, I don't know if you may not realize this, but when there's three receivers on the field, someone's got to be in the slot. So I'm thinking that that's going to end up being C.D. Lamb. Now, this would allow them to not really use a tight end in that flex position, because right now they have Blake Jarwin, who, I don't know, I'm glad I just taught you guys a name. So... I, I like that option. You're going to ask him to do a few simple routes, but he's going to be able to go that vertical guy for you, go get the ball. He's got a big catch radius. And when Mike McCarthy was at his best, he had a ton of weapons for his quarterback. So I think bringing in CD really helps build that offense in the way Mike wants it. I also got, you got Trevon Diggs. And I think uh, Bryce had him going in the first round of our mock, if I am wrong. No, I'm, pretty sure, right. I'm pretty sure it was to the – Cowboys, too, actually, in the first round, though. No, yeah. I think you had him going to the Falcons at, like, 19 or 18. Did I? I, I, have, to re, I have to recheck then. Yeah. I, I, thought was the, I thought it was the Cowboys, to be honest with you guys. Oh, no, no. I had I had uh, Jason. Jason. Jason wouldn't have been a bad pick, but. No, and I had got, the Jags pick him. We got Trevon Diggs falling out of the first round, addressing their, one of their biggest needs after losing Byron Jones and – now they're looking at starting Anthony Brown and 
Chidobi Ozukie. So if we don't forget about Lewis. Lewis. He's not even Jordan on the depth chart right now. He's not? I mean, I, I know he's there, but I don't see him on here. Maybe he has he might, might not have signed a franchise tag or anything yet. I don't know. But, like, they need a corner, so they went out and got a guy who is raw. He hasn't played a lot of corner. I think it's only been two years of it because he went to Alabama as a receiver just like his brother. But he got coached by one of the best. Nick Saban is one of the best defensive backs coaches in the country, probably. So I'm going to take a shot on a guy Nick Saban coached and Nick Saban got production out of him. And then a guy who, early in the process, Neville Gallimore, defensive tackle, he was originally looking at like a first-round prospect. He ended up falling a little bit. But for a team that's transitioning to a 3-4 defense, we're looking at a guy who's going to play that one-tech. So he's going to play on the shoulder of the guard on either side. And I think that's a big position for them because we look at uh, Dontarius Pope. He's their starter there right now. But next year, what is it? It's less than a million dollars if they cut him. So, like, Neville Gallimore's got a way to start right now. And he's going to help you with the pass rush. He's an interior pass rush guy. That's what he does best. And he's not going to be no Aaron Donald. But if you can get four or five sacks there a year, I'm going to like that a lot for my nose tackle. I end up giving Cowboys an A for this grade. I thought they really knocked it out of the park. And I think they all their picks but one were, like, knockout, and that was the quarterback out of James Madison. Like, Tyler Biotis, Reggie Robinson, another corner. Bradley Anai, who was projected to go in the third round, went to them in the sixth. Like, I think Cowboys killed it. What do you think, Bryce? Honestly, I personally gave them an A-minus in this situation. I really sh- – I told you earlier today, Andy, before you even knew this even, I was talking to them, like, they did really good, but I should just give them F because I hate the Cowboys. But – I have to respect what they did. Getting CD, falling at 17 was, I guess it was a little bit of a shock because I understand you have Cooper there, you had Gallup. So you had kind of two receivers established already. But it makes sense. You brought Mike McCarthy in. It worked well when he had those three receivers, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Adams, and that system. And I think CD, I know you talked about the slot. I I feel like he's going to obviously play slot and the outside. So I think it's a nice added piece. And you took something away from like your, um, your opponents, like the Eagles. Like if you let him fall, he, I mean, I would have hopefully assumed the Eagles would have traded for CD, get up to CD lamb. It's a really good pick at 17 to get CD lamb. Experts uh, gave the grade for CD lamb, only a B plus. He was my number two receiver out of mine. And I think he's at least an A minus of a of a grade to get drafted in the first round. Like, Cole, you, you hit some great points. He's got that physicality. He's got the body control, the catch radius, and he can get those yak yards, which you want. He made Hertz look good when Hertz was throwing behind him or a little late on the throws, and granted, it's the Big 12, but I think CeeDee Lamb could have a nice impact with the Cowboys. It helps Dak. Dak's in there fighting for that big contract he wants over, like, 40 some million or whatever the hell it is now. Dak should be happy getting CeeDee Lamb, having another weapon on offense. So, if they don't win the division and this and that, oof, scary. Then you come down to Diggs. I like the pick. They needed it. They needed a corner. You, like you said, Jones is gone now. Yes, a little bit raw. I mean, he's a corner. Tackling is one of his biggest issues. He's a corner. Whatever. He'll learn, hopefully. But you got that zone coverage, the press coverage. He's got some good length. He's at 6'2". So, he's not just a small corner which is going to be nice in that defense of theirs. And then you Brad, you bring in the D lineman. They needed a piece. Third rounder, I thought this was a really good pick for them, actually, for what was left. I think that was – I mean, if you really look, I mean, D lineman, you're like, well, okay, understandable. It makes sense. So, overall, I really did think the Cowboys did actually a decent job um, drafting this year. And, I, I mean, good for them. I hope they still suck and win four games, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. I yeah, CeeDee Lamb. Not a lot to say bad about this kid. Oklahoma wide receiver, six foot two, one ninety-eight. Ran an ran a pretty impressive four or five, right? Coached under the greatest 
offensive mind in college football in Lincoln Riley. He's a polished route runner, great hand catcher, slippery in the open field. He can return punts. What can you say bad about CD, right? But, but the Cowboys are already loaded on offense. They got Amari Cooper. They got Michael Gallup, both 1,000-yard receivers. They got Blake Jarwin, who's not a horrible tight end, great offensive line, and Ezekiel Elliott. On top of that, you're paying everybody and their mother. You're paying everybody and their mother. You have to go and now you have to use the, utilize these draft picks and be strategic about them because you overpaid everyone. Stockpile linebackers. Stockpile DBs because that's what you need on this team, especially switching to a 3-4. I know you got um, Jalen and Van Der Esch, but Sean Lee's getting a little Sean old. Lee. Sean Lee's getting a little old. He's always hurt. One more concussion, and who knows if he's ever going to be able to play again. So, and I get that you could play, argue that they were playing uh, keep away from the Philadelphia Eagles, who could have got him at wide receiver. But I don't love the wide receiver pick. I love C.D. Lamb. Don't get me wrong, but don't love the Cowboys getting another wide receiver when it's not needed. And then we go to Trayvon Diggs. This is what I think they needed right here, cornerback. Alabama. I think he actually measured six one at the combine, though. Two hundred and five pounds. Good size, long arms. He actually played free safety. He can also return kicks and punts. So you got many guys. Pick your poison of who's going to return your punts. Great press man and great ball skills. So I think this was a great pick by the Cowboys. And then you got uh, Gallimore, Oklahoma, another D lineman playing under the great. Great coach, Lincoln Riley. This was a good pick as well. Uh, and then they went and got more pieces. Like they said, seventh round, they drafted a quarterback. But who really cares? It's seventh round. Overall, I ended up giving them a B. Okay. I mean, I get that if you're that low on that C Lamb pick. I think that makes – I mean, I think it's justified. I just – when the board falls to you like that and – the way Mike's actually had success in the NFL with loads of talent at receiver, I just think it makes so much more sense. I get it, but how many flashy toys do you need? Get some stability. Well, for Mike, apparently it's get five. some stability on That's that defense. Number. I know you got, and I, <laughs> I know you already got great guys on defense, but you're not going to be able to pay all these guys, and you're going to have to get young guys to replace these guys. Now's the time to train them because you're not going to be able, like I say, you're not going to be able to pay everyone because you decided to pay. Amari Cooper, $100 million. You started decided to pay Ezekiel Elliott more than anyone else. Like, And yeah. you're probably going to pay Dak Prescott, even though he's a moderate – he's a good game manager. He's a moderate to That's, above average quarterback. I'll tell you what, Andy. Signing Andy Dalton, I, if Dak struggles, they might move off from him. That's so stupid. don't, hey, don't jump on the Dak thing. But, like, he didn't last year. And you can argue that his offense is better now. So I want to see a regression. I yeah, but see, he, I couldn't believe Jerry Jones, after Zeke Elliott was sitting there doing this stupid holdout, gave him that kind of money. Last three years, he's just went down. His production, everything horribly went down. It's a running back thing. They wear and tear. So you don't pay those running backs the big money. I mean, you're seeing in the league that running backs are less, I mean, other than the bell cows, maybe McCaffrey, they're good for a few years, right? Who knows how long Derrick mm-hmm. Henry's going to be good for. It's a lot of plug and play you're seeing now where running backs don't look that important in the NFL. No, because you can have two to three of them. And yeah, but then a just good one it. makes you great. Yeah, well, how well did that work for Ezekiel so far for the Cowboys? How well does it work for the Packers right now? I, don't know. I mean, unfortunately, Christian McCaffrey who's, is. Who's on the best Panthers. team in the NFL? The Chiefs. Chiefs. Who's their running Who back? just drafted Clyde Wedders Alaire. And watch him blow up. Or how about when they had uh, Kareem Hunt? Yeah, he was pretty good, I heard. Yeah, but they didn't win. He him. was, but he also didn't pay him. He was a third rounder. It's not like he didn't get – he would have got paid if he was there. They won a Super Bowl oh, with guess what? Damian he decided Williams. to kick a woman in the hotel. They won a Super Bowl with Damian Williams. That is true with the Chiefs. So. But uh, we got to move on, boys, before we get paid in more on the Cowboys like we all do. All right, Cole, you got to pick Andy. 
you get to pick the next team that you think is important to talk about right now. So we're just not so one team we're just going to say is not important. Well, I mean, no, it's the Cowboys. Who cares? I mean, the Cowboys are probably the most important team to discuss because of the <laughs> how polarizing they are, both on you either I love agree. them or you hate them. So I and I got the big hate on them, so you can understand my point. But if we're moving on, I would like to dabble into the Philadelphia Eagles. There you go. I'm interested on this one from you. All right. So we're going to start with the TCU wide receiver, 5'11", 206 pounds, Jalen Rieger. Uh, he, he's yeah. pretty fast, ran a 4.47, had a 42-inch vertical. And the big thing about him is he gets to the top speed super quick. So it's not like a lot of guys you see run four four sevens, but they don't play like they run four four seven. This guy plays like he runs that four four seven because uh, he gets to that top speed super quick, and he could work in a lot of gadget plays designed by old Doug, old Dougie boy, Doug Peterson. Uh, but unfortunately, Jalen's not super strong. He's got short arms comparatively to other wide receivers. He did not win many 50-50 balls at TCU. Um, and with my favorite receiver on the board, Justin Jefferson, I could see uh, – I would have liked to see them draft him instead. But they do have other receivers as long as they stay healthy with Jackson, Elshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar. I think he could be good with the gadgets that Doug could draw up as well as taking the, the cover off the defense and replacing Deshaun Jackson eventually. And the Eagles, right here, right in stone right now, on the Denim Everton, the Eagles will win the division this year. There's no way they're going to have as many injuries as they did last year, and they're the best team in the division. Moving on to their second pick, though. They drafted Jalen Hurts, quarterback, product of both Oklahoma and Alabama, 6'1", 220 pounds, ran a staggering 4.5940 which put, makes him one of the fastest quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, of course, behind the great Kyler Murray. Uh, but <laughs> he had a 35-inch vertical, so super athletic with those huge thighs. He's got – but everybody just wants to talk about how athletic he is. But he's actually got great arm strength. Tremendous leader. He eludes pocket pressure well with his athleticism. He was 38-4 and four with two different programs. I get they were some of the best programs in the country – but he showed that he could adapt to those programs. He's accurate on short and intermediate throws. And if Carson Wentz goes down, which he does happen to go down a lot with his injuries, this would be a great fit in Doug Peterson's offense because he likes to do RPOs. This would be a beautiful fit for Jalen Hurts and RPOs. And I think Jalen Hurts is actually a could start in the NFL. I wanted to see him to go to a different team to give him that availability. But I see why the Eagles drafted him here. It makes sense. At first, I was like, you got Carson Wentz. But, yes, he's been injured a lot. So, it makes sense. And then Davion Taylor, linebacker out of Colorado, six foot one, 228 pounds. He's another one of those hybrid players. He could play linebacker, safety. He ran a 4.4940, which is rare speed for a linebacker. Um, and the – Eagles drafted one of their needs here because they had a linebackers, a lot of linebackers leave in 2019. They declined to sign one. They one left to another team. He will. So he will be plug and play. He's going to be an immediate impact on this defense. And I love him because he puts his nose in there and he's just fearless. So I ended up giving them the same grade as the Cowboys with a B. Wow. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I mean, I'll I'll jump right in here, Cole. If you're okay to wait just a little bit, I guess I have no choice now. You don't. <laughs> I give the Eagles a C plus. Here's why. You start off. Nothing wrong with the receiver you picked, but why did you pass up on Justin Jefferson? The guy could play every position, and he would be a better fit in that offense than Rager would be, or Jalen would be there. Sorry. I mean, yes, he's super fast. Cool, you got another Deshaun Jackson 
but this guy can pretty much only run vertical. Struggles running other routes, has a hard time with route running. Is not physical. He hates getting touched by other players. Yes, if he's open in space, he's a nightmare. He can get you those yak yards if there's no one near him. But he has problems with people pressing him. Come on, because of that physicality. Come on, Bryce. Man. Like this kid's a track star. Like he's afraid to put the pads on. He laces. No, he is. Every, like, every if you look at all the experts, right. they are saying he is terrified to get hit. He laces him up every weekend, like everybody else. If he didn't love the game, he wouldn't be playing it. He he may. Shy I mean, when you're good and you can some, get over a million dollars to play football, wouldn't you do it, regardless if you're scared or not? He may shy away from some hits, but it's not like he's, he's going to curl away oh, because God. he's getting hit by a safety. Are you kidding? Wait till he gets hit by like Baby Earl or something. Yeah, we'll see how well he lasts. No, I think it's a terrible pick for them. You pass up on Justin Jefferson. I'm not saying I like fit him more than, than Justin offense. Jefferson, but I'm not going to blow That's it out. That's my point behind this. I'm not going to blow it out. I just think, I think it's a bad pick. You take the you take the top tier receivers there. You pass up Justin Jefferson who can play the slot, who can play the outside. The guy can kind of do it all. Good hands. He's not be not afraid to be physical. You get a guy similar to Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson returning. Granted, Jackson does get hurt too. So I can see – the comparison to Deshaun there, and maybe that's what they love the most in Philly, and it works for them. I get it. So moving on from him, I'm just not a big fan of that pick. Yeah, but you don't need to blow it. He's not as good as Justin. I don't think he's as good as Justin Jefferson either, but don't blow it out of proportion. He's a pretty good wide receiver. I mean, oh, I would definitely take T. Higgins. You were big on Jalen, right? I would yeah, take I mean, he's my number five guy. Yeah. Like, but I'm he's not overly huge, but he's going to give you something on the outside, and you brought you mentioned Andy of them having a bunch of guys come back. Well, they're they're not healthy. They're not good. Deshaun Jackson's fine. Whatever. Give me Jalen Rager. He's not afraid to go get the ball if it's up there. Like he's going to compete for him. Unfortunately, like he might not get him all the time, but he's going to compete. Like the dude's a competitor, and I think that's something that I'm not going to take away from. He's going to do different things for your team, and I don't want to steal your thunder here, Bryce. But like I I am in on him. Like he he. I agree with you. Justin Jefferson could have, should have got picked here. Like, yeah. But obviously, Doug Peterson has something bigger in mind for this guy. And we say Justin Jefferson can play outside, play inside. Well, he took like 70% of his snaps from the slot. So just because we say it, we haven't seen it. Doesn't mean he can do it. We've seen Jalen play on the outside. Obviously, that's what Doug Peterson valued was an outside receiver who could be a burner. Yeah, because Nelson. And the guy's the guy's not going to win, like you said, in press. He's not good at it, and that's fine. But if he's got off man coverage, he wins early. And if he can win early, he can be successful. Yep, he takes the, he takes the top right off the defense. And like you said, like they, Nelson Aguilar is a pretty good slot receiver. Arguably, maybe he doesn't catch all the balls that are thrown his way, but he's a pretty good slot receiver. So yeah, it's a pretty good pick with Jalen being an outside wide receiver. Ah, I disagree. So moving on, Jalen Hurts, second-round pick. Yes, Carson's injured. I understand that. I would say they're going to probably use him more with his legs right away as long as Carson can stay healthy. That's what Jalen's best is with his legs besides being a leadership in the college program. But come on, you're talking about his great arm in Oklahoma. Oh, fuck, they're playing against Freaking garbage cancer defenses out there. Let's get real here. He also he's no, not I, I he's not a good pass. Bryce. He also played in the SEC. Oh, that's right. And he barely threw the ball because he couldn't do it. So about? even if, even if even if that's your he has, point is he can't throw the football, which he can. He can right. throw the football. Go ahead. Look at Taysom Hill. Look at what Taysom Hill barely. is doing in New Orleans. He would he could fit just like Taysom Hill. Nice little off speed, off pace to punch the defense in the mouth. You done? This is what they this is what everybody pays for. This is what right. this is what everybody's in attendance for. Is you to be wrong and me to be right and me to just rag on you about it. I mean, I would love to get more points across, but I mean, I guess in this show, we only cut off one person. <laughs> <laughs> Go then, finish up, finish up. What, what right, right, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I allowed to finish, the, Andy? The floor is am I allowed? Just don't say anything stupid. Okay, he sucks. There you go. So, 
continue on why he's bad at certain things. He can't, he has a very hard time processing. Accuracy is not a strong point and he has sloppy mechanics. Now here, here's where I like this pick a little bit from Carson Wentz gets injured. They run a lot of RPO, which you're right. An Andy Reid style offense coming from the Andy Reid tree. Jalen could be successful in this kind of an offense with Doug Peters. He's a great pick. Could be. My point is, no, 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 that's far from it. I mean, if you let me continue, I can actually finish this. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay, I just want to make sure. Got to make sure. So, what I'm trying to say is, it's not like a great pick at two. I don't know if they could have moved up. I don't know what's in the war room of what they're seeing, hearing, and stuff, what's going on. I understand. If that's the position you need, you got to go get it. You got to go get it. I feel like with a lot of the issues, what they have on their team, you could have fit some other spots. But, hey, I I would love to see this. I mean, I don't want to see Carson Wentz get hurt, though, because I would love to probably hopefully draft him this year in fantasy football and him have another good year, maybe have a good year, pray. But Jalen can actually bring stuff like I was going to get. Yeah, I'm trying to label all the bad things about him first because the things that he does ex- excel in is intangibles. He he gives his weapons a chance. We saw it with C.D. Lamb. He's going to throw the ball, and if it's 50-50, whatever, he's going to let his receiver go up and try to make a play. Kind of like, I want to say like a Brett Favre mentality because Brett Favre just kind of said, ah, piss it, we're just going to throw it there between four guys and see if my guy gets it. Jalen, like, He's trying. No, I mean it's far fetched with that. I'm just saying, like that I like risk how you say factor. The, I like he's how you say okay. The guy's a terrible quarterback, and then compare him to one of the greatest that's ever done it. Well, I mean that's not fair. Like Lewis Riddick was carrying Joe Burrow to Tom Brady. Like comps are just meant to get points across, and like this this time I'll kind of back like specific traits. It's not like he's saying he's Brett Favre or Joe Burrow's Tom Brady. Obviously, they're not. They're their own individuals with their own skill sets. The style of play, he will give his receivers a chance to go for the ball. He brings toughness. I mean, I don't know if we've seen him really get knocked out of game ever in college. I think the only time he ever got pulled was in that championship game that Tua came in and won. He's a structure kind of guy. So he needs to be in a system where everything can kind of come around him and work. So if these receivers can stay healthy and somehow Wentz goes down, Jalen could come in. And if the system is working, you have your receivers. And these are big ifs because Eagles have been injury prone for over the last two years with a lot of similar injuries between the receivers, all his defenses and that. The system could work out perfectly for Hurts. So, yes, I don't think he's a great quarterback at all. I think he can work to become an okay or to a good quarterback in the right system. And I don't know if this is the right system yet. I feel like it's going to be a plug-and-play kind of thing. You're going to see him in that read option. Maybe he's in the trick plays. Maybe he runs it a little bit. Like a read option. Maybe take Wentz out of that area. Let Jalen go because Wentz could get hurt. So there's a lot of variations with this pick. Don't love it, but necessarily do not hate it. He's coming around on Jalen. No, no, I'm not. I don't think he's a great quarterback at all. He wasn't even in my top five. I would have definitely took Easton over him by far. I put Easton and I put Easton above Same him, man. but now I'm kind of rethinking that after I watch more and more tape. Jalen's growing on me. Well, you if you watch some of them, he's throwing behind receivers, which is normal. It's college. But we got to move on to the last guy, Taylor. We kind of rambled on here. Since Andy had to try to jump in and get his big old miss for uh, Jalen Hurts well, today, I'm glad you kinda, we I'm got glad Taylor. Kind of retracted most of your statements to say G- Jalen was no. pretty good. But see, the point is, is you got to let the process develop. If you don't let the process develop, how's people going to know? So continuing on though, Taylor, linebacker, experts are grading this as an A. I don't, I don't see it as an A. They need a linebacker help. They really do. You pointed out, Andy, what they're missing what they needed, and yes, he fits He fits in what they need right now. He, they need a linebacker regardless of who the hell it is because they don't have anybody. He brings great speed. You have your explosion. He attacks physicality. He can cover 
like he's more he can a uh, excuse me with his speed he can be able to cover running backs and tight ends, but not obviously at the greatest level yet. He's young. There's obviously room to grow, and he brings that competitive edge, which is nice to have. Some of the problems he has though, he has a hard time processing plays, strength, technique, zone coverage is a weakness for him, and there's a lot of times he's just so downhill. When he doesn't process, he just goes, and he's like, oh, crap, he makes a big mistake. And the biggest thing that a lot of experts are saying, football IQ is not there at all, not even close. So it scares me a little bit with the, him having that IQ issue with the football aspect of it. Just, I mean, I get you could be physical. But, I mean, maybe he – if you could have some other pieces on him, maybe he's in your blitz package. A guy like him would be good for that. Or maybe if – I guess – with Schwartz at the defensive coordinator, you just have to see how he can develop Taylor. I mean, I feel like Taylor's going to get some snaps early on and often just because they need that position so bad. I'm just, I just don't, I don't love all their picks for the Eagles on my personal heart. I mean, I think they could have did many things differently. So with Taylor, I'm with Bryce. I'm not like, I'm not all in and, he has a pretty good reason for not having any football IQ. I mean, the dude played only two games in high school. So I agree. He's been playing like football for four years. Like, he's not going to have it. And it honestly, it's it's a major knock. As a linebacker, you need to have IQ. As a safety, you need to have IQ. To play football, you got to have some sort of an IQ. Like, you got to be able to read and react. And, I mean, he doesn't. He's not going to play linebacker for him, guys. I'm sorry. He's not going to be a starting linebacker. I don't think he would start at all. Absolutely not. Eagles may have drafted him early, but like the Eagles start anybody. Like they pick guys seven, six round, pick guys off the street. That's who they start. That's who they've done the last three years. Well, why receiver? This guy's no corner or no oh, linebacker. I mean, I get it, but like it's just it's just their brand. Taylor's nice, but like the role for him is not an every down starter. It's a dime linebacker or, or like a nickel slot kind of guy. Which, sure, I'm excited to see that. Uh, I've kind of let my things go on uh, rigor before. Uh, and the added special teams value is nice, but, like, like I think all top five could, guys could do that probably. But he's a little bit more denser of a body than the rest of them. So, like, he'll probably hold up a little bit better against the hits. But now we get into Jalen Hurts. And I think this is where we're all having kind of this big mental breakdown on what to do. And I think – if Jordan Love doesn't go in the first round to the Packers, I think this is one of the biggest talking points of this draft and probably even a bigger thing. Because it's a quarterback who's on a four-year deal who is behind a young guy, not a guy who's 36, 35. No, Carson Wentz is in his 20s, mm-hmm. I think. Still, and, yes. Yeah, so it's a young guy with a younger guy behind him. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't think it means Carson Wentz's time is no. coming to an end. But I do not mind them taking it back, especially with the injury history. But, yeah, Bryce nailed it on the head. When he comes off to that second read, when they're not clean windows, he only completes about 55% of his passes. And that was off of last season's data. It's like that's not overly thrilling because he's going to get more tight windows. But one thing he does well is on his deep ball accuracy. Now, he's putting about 81 82% of them accurately. And now, what I mean by accuracy here is not catch, not completion percentage, but catchable balls. Whether it's knocked away or the receiver drops it or something else happens, they were catchable balls that the receivers could have had. So he puts them on the money. That's like, that's what he does. Like, underneath the percentages start going down but he can throw that deep ball and when you merge that pit with Jalen Rieger Alshon Jeffrey Jackson I like it more but when you don't pair it with your number one receiver like the best thing he does is not what Zach Ertz does great Zach Ertz works that middle he works those outbreaking routes that's the guy who I would have rather matched up with for a guy gonna have long term I gave the Eagles a B because I didn't think Jalen Rieger was kind of that pick that put him over. I didn't care for Taylor, but I liked some of their picks in the back half of the round. And my other question for you guys, and I kind of led this where a little bit, 
What pick do you guys like better, Hurts or Love? Because one may have more talent, but one went more where his value was for a lot of people. Like, Jalen Hurts was potentially a better value pick than Jordan Love. This is a tough question, honestly, Cole. Um, You're gut-punching me right on air, so don't have a lot of time to, you know, dig deep. So I'm just going to go with initial instinct, what, 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 I'm, what my mind is telling me after you just sucker-punched me in the gut. I'm going Jalen Hurts, baby. <laughs> I okay. like Jalen Hurts, especially the Philadelphia Eagles. Know the value of a backup quarterback winning the Super Bowl with big dick Nick Foles. Nine inches, ladies and gentlemen. Did you measure? Is it confirmed or are we just speculating? speculating. <laughs> Unless you got a confirmation, Bryce. Nope, that's all on you. What do you think, Bryce? Which pick did you like better? Jordan Love. Okay. And it's for, I guess, he's going to be in a system where, I mean, Rogers fits just fine so far, but Rogers at the end of the career, it's more of a need for the Packers. I get Wentz gets hurt. There's still people out there. You could have got as a backup in free agency. Later in the draft, you could have got Easton for God's sakes. Like, there, there was other options, definitely, for the Eagles. The Packers, I think it makes more sense. You develop now. It, it, worked, it worked with Favre and Rogers. I think that's what they're banking on here. I don't know if that's going to work out like how Rodgers did. I mean, man, if he could get somewhere near that, that'd be great for as a Packer fan. And I'm going to have to be biased because I'm a Packer fan. I'm going to take Jordan Love. I would pose pose a little question, though, on that. Because we're talking about offensive scheming the fit. He played for Utah State, guys. He didn't play for Oklahoma, Lincoln, Riley against no defenses. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure there's no, no defenses that okay. in, the, in the conference Utah State plays in either. But probably anyways, not. Probably not. Anyways, but still, Jordan Love easily could have did what uh, Jalen Hurst said at we're Oklahoma. Talking about Matt Lafleur's offense, right? And we talked about him building run heavy. offense, run heavy, right? Why do we? Why would you want a guy? And it seems like in these run heavy offenses. In San Francisco, in Tennessee, that focal point is getting those big boys up front and lead blockers with a strong back like A.J. Dillon to pound the football. The quarterback doesn't seem as important. So why would you want a guy that has comps to Patrick Mahomes, right, running all over the field and throwing the pigskin down the field? So it seems like he – Well, I think there's – Kind of a, you take you take the best quarterback available. We're take, we're taking, you take a guy who has a higher we're ceiling in the first round, while you have a d- pretty good What's starting quarterback currently, and could be he was projected to go first competent round. in this offense if we're going to switch it to a run heavy offense. You, it's a backup role right there. Same thing you just said about Jalen Hurts. He's going to be a backup. What happens if Rogers breaks his collarbone again? Hopefully, love comes in. Love's yeah, not he's gonna have. He, hopefully, he develops a step on an NFL football field right now. Not it. Neither is Jalen Hurts. Hurts is nowhere near it. I, I think he would be better in RPO scheme. Than Cole even can agree. His reads are terrible for Zach Hurts. He does not make a read unless it's wide open. That's good. If you told me who would I rather have to start day one to give me a win in week one of the season. I would rather have Jalen Hurts because I know what kind of leader he is, what kind of person he is. If you ask me who I'd want three years from now, which for the Packers is more important of a question, I would rather have love. Because like Bryce said, I want the upside. I want the potential. And if it flops, well, Brian Gudikins, Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love, goodbye. We lose all our people on defense, and we're rebuilding anyways. Bingo. Now, Bryce, me and Andy got to pick somebody. What team do you want to pick? And what team are you saying we think you're the least important? Redskins. So that's so the least important or the one you have to talk about? That's the one I want to talk about. Okay. Giants, you're not the least important to this podcast on teams. They are. I'm the sorry. Giants, though. I really liked you. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like the Giants. Will, I hate this division, says the Eagles. the worst in this division. So, it, it rightfully so, they Ooh. No. Ooh. no! Wow! Dang! No. I don't know. The Redskins, maybe. All right, just just go. Me and Andy are about to like have like a shotgun truly offer something. Come on, stupid. baby! 
The dead is heating up, ladies and gentlemen. There's fire coming from the floor. Okay, so we're going right to the Redskins. Second pick. We all knew this was coming. Chase Young. We talked a lot about this, and I don't need to go huge into detail. He's a freak. He gets at the quarterback, gets double teamed. You see it in college. He still can make plays. The What we talked about before in earlier podcasts is when you guys were listening, he is supposed to be better than Nick and Joey, and those guys are absolute nightmares in the NFL right now. I mean, Nick won rookie of the year, so – Joey, I think, did he not win a defensive player? Or No, not defensive player of the year. Did he win rookie ever, or was he hurt that year? No, I don't know. He made a pro bowl, so he's pretty good. sat yeah. out like four games because of contract negotiations. I, I would, I would have okay, to that, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. pretty sure that's what happened. But. So, I mean, it's understandable the experts, they graded this pick in A. I mean, he is projected, or the experts are saying, like the best prospect out of the draft. The guy is a good talent. You have to go get him. You've got Ron Rivera, who's a defensive-minded coach, and their defense was pretty good last year. Now you're adding another good pass rusher right away who's going to start from day one. It's a good pick for their defense. And then no second-round pick, and we go to the third round. They get Antonio Gibson. They have him listed as a running back. I guess you could – I mean, you could say running back, receiver, whatever you really want to call him. I'm not really sure what they're going to do with him just yet. It's going to be interesting. From Kentucky, I believe, if I'm uh, correct. Memphis. Sorry, my bad. Memphis. I got the blue teams mixed up there. Um, Very versatile. So the nice thing about Gibson is he's going to give you a chance to play a running back, receiver, return man. So he's got that ability to just play different positions, give like a weapon that they don't really have. If they use him correctly. Now, now, granted, I don't know much about what was it, Scott Turner's offense coordinator, how his yes. style, how his style of offense is going to be. So that's going to be the biggest interesting part for this pick, and how they're going to bring Gibson in. Because you, like Andy, likes to say they have scary Terry on the outside. Yeah, baby. And I mean, they lost Paul Richardson, so it's understandable to bring him in. This guy can play the slot a bit. He, his, you know, his problems or what they say is his weaknesses. His production, which I don't know, it, he done a lot for Memphis, but he played different roles, so you can't expect. I don't know how they're really looking. I should say if they're thinking about production as just a running back, because he wasn't just a running back. Route running is kind of his one of the bigger issues too. He doesn't know obviously know all the routes, which I don't think he needs to if you put him in the right thing. I mean, with Ron Rivera, he's probably looking at more like a Christian McCaffrey style player. Now, I don't even think he's even come close to that potential of Christian McCaffrey. But I think Ron Rivera, you've seen it when he had McCaffrey. They're going to use him a lot. So I could see Gibson actually getting a role. I mean, we call him Juice, but Geis, I think that's how you say his last baby. name correctly. He's been he's been injured the last two years. Christ, blow out his knee. And then what he, did he not re- blow out his he knee did. last year too? He did. Okay, so back-to-back years of knee injuries as a running back. So his career is already on the decline. Whoa, whoa. I, well, hang on. Give Adrian Pearson, so it's fine. You got one of the best running backs that played. Gibson's going to bring that little extra edge in there, maybe give Peterson a load off. Guys, he's probably going to pull an ankle or something. I don't know. They can't pull an ankle technically unless you pull the muscle. But Just tell 2K that. <laughs> tell 2K. Oh, he's all for nine months. What? Um, he's a he's a solid guy. He's 6'1", 223, so I don't know. I just – I don't love it. I gave him a B minus because of Chase Young alone, but they're two picks on the top three rounds. Just because of Chase Young, they got a B minus. But if, I mean, at best, besides that, it, oh, man, they're not great. They're not yeah, great I picks. Jump in now. I just want to jump in. I'm sorry, Cole. I'm sorry I've been jumping in all day on you and you haven't been getting a chance to go. I'm, I mean, these are your Redskins. Got to go protect your kids. So, I did love – so just to give you guys a little backstory, I do like the Redskins. They're my second favorite team because I loved Clinton Portis back in the day. So – but I want to I want to go after you for guys, right? You said two knee surgeries basically won't play. I didn't okay. say he wouldn't play. I just said he's kind of on decline you know in his career. Two who blew out their both knees and had 15 – had 15 – He doesn't count. Years in the NFL. 
He doesn't count. You can't use him. His He's name not is human. Frank the Boar uh, Gore, and he just signed another contract. That's way anyway, different than Adrian Peterson. He's, Adrian Peterson, though, is expired goods. He's done. No, no he's not. He's he's their best running back no, on their chart. It's not even close. Not no, even close. Right, right. No way. Close. No guys way. Guys hasn't even played a full NFL but season yet. He does run the ball. He's a man. But we are evaluating. So is Adrian right. Peterson. Evaluating the NFL draft. And we're talking Antonio. Yeah, and I'm. I, he's not going to play run. He may take a couple handoffs, but he's not going to play running back. Well, yeah, he's I don't want to play. I would definitely say more of a he's shotgun style wide receiver motioning through the backfield. He is going to be a motioning slot wide receiver that takes some bubble screens because he's good out in the open field. In the core of the wide, the wide receiving core is laughable right now. Other outside of scary Terry, the Redskins don't have a wide receiving core. So with, well, that is with, a given. Scary Terry McLaren, who lined up on 73.3% of his plays on the outside, Gibson will be a good option in the slot. He ran a 4.3940, 35-inch vertical. He's very versatile. Uh, and he can cause match matchup issues for those safeties and those linebackers when he's in the slot. And again, he's great in open space. He had seven total touchdowns of 40-plus yards. The, the big question is he only had one year of production because he played two years at community college. And then last year, the year prior, he was at Memphis, but didn't get a lot of uh, snaps. So this was his one big year of production. But I think he could transition and be a nice added weapon for the Redskins, helping scary Terry out. And then you got the best prospect, the best prospect in the draft with Chase Young. Ohio State, apparently they produce everything. Defensive backs, defensive ends, running backs. I don't know what Ohio State doesn't do well. And that's coming from a Wisconsin thing. I don't like the Buckeyes that much. Um, But he picked Ohio State over Alabama, being a five-star recruit, because it was more family-oriented. Guess where he's returning? He's returning home, ladies and gentlemen. He's from Maryland. He won multiple accolades for his unbelievable performance in college. He will be a premier player in the NFL, a multiple-time All-Pro. He is by far the best prospect in the draft, and it's a huge margin. I will level a little bit, though, and say the Bosa brothers, they're pretty good. So if he has that kind of production, that'd be nice, but... He could, but I don't know about the Bosa brothers. And he's been, he has issues with – he has few moves in his arsenal. But with Ron Rivera and all-pro Ryan Kerrigan, that shouldn't be a problem. He'll develop those moves, and he'll be fine in the NFL. With their top third defensive line already, you're not going to be able to chip him as much with the running backs because you also got Ryan Kerrigan and all these other strong defensive linemen, and it's going to be hard to neutralize Chase Young. So when I look at the Redskins, I see a team that drafted best player available, and we've talked about how important that is to do that. Like, if he's your best player on the board, do it. It makes the most sense. Now, you talked about, Andy, earlier the Dallas Cowboys with C.D. Lamb. And how they you didn't like it because it wasn't needed. Well, to be honest, it really wasn't a need for the Redskins either. He but fits. He fits. Value dictates. A there. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't a need because you can start Kerrigan and Sweat. So they still would have had a top five Wet. defensive line even without him. Now I'm not saying I want to drafted him because it's the most logical thing. And my issue with uh, Gibson is that versatility is incredible. It's awesome to have, but can you use it? Hassan White's side of the Arizona Cardinals. Touted as a very versatile defensive player. Nope. Has not had great success over there in Arizona because they haven't known how to use them. Minka Fitzpatrick. Not a lot of success being a versatile guy that he was touted as. 
Yep, but he's, he wants to be a one-trick player. So versatility is awesome, but, like, if you can't use it, you can't use it. Now, Scott Turner, who Bryce mentioned, had a privilege of playing – or not playing, uh, coaching with the Panthers, and he's a quarterback coach guy, so I like that hire a lot. But I just – I can't get behind Gibson. And you, you talk about him playing receiver. Well, Ron Rivera says he's their number third running back in their depth chart. So right now, Ron's like, he is a running back that will play some receiver. Okay, fine. Lots of people do that. That happens quite often. But I can't get behind a team that says my starting left tackle is Janor Christensen Sr. No, can't do it. Can't do it. I needed them to address offensive line with that pick. Janor Christensen Sr.? Are you talking to the kid from LSU that's going to fight for that job? And is not going to be able to come close to what Trent Richardson was, but you could have gotten somebody that would be potentially yeah, a better Williams player than him. Like I can't, I can't get behind. It. I gave him a C plus. I, I don't. Like, think I, I can't get behind this draft. So I ended up giving them a B. But Montez Sweat isn't crazy okay. good. So yeah, he fits. Which where Michael that... Gallup is pretty strong as a young wide receiver, just arguing the point where. Montez Sweat. Sweat's played one he didn't look season. Prom- he didn't look super promising like Michael Gallup did. My man put up. My man had seven sacks in like eight, Just nine a speed games. Rush off the edge. So like, so. Who cares if it's just one trick? If he gets seven sacks a year, that's pretty good with Kerrigan, who's almost averaged 10 yeah, every single year of his career. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he is a stud. He's, he's a monster. He now, like, I don't know. But, I mean, he's still putting up points. Well, points in sacks. Good fantasy points if you're doing that kind of thing. But it's not It's not like they're pressing either. What was their biggest need on the team? was left tackle, and we didn't address it till the fourth round. If we're going to talk about needs for other teams and we're not addressing them, hey, then man, I can't I give them a them grade. A I didn't give them an A-plus or an A or an A-minus. It's a B. I gave a lot of teams that I disagreed with with where they drafted position positions Bs to B-minuses. So. A, a solid C, for me. C or a C-plus? Uh, it was C-plus because of Chase Young because he's that good. And I actually liked uh, – I like something else of theirs. What did I like? I liked uh, uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden yeah. fourth. I liked that pick. And Gibson, That's why like, C-plus. I get that Ron Rivera said third running back on the depth chart, but you have zero depth at wide receiver. I'm pretty sure he could be a, a valuable slot wide receiver, so I don't know why you wouldn't plug and play, especially he can motion and he can take end arounds. He can take those cute little shovel passes – versatility is a great thing to have if you can use it and I need to see him be able to use it with a guy who's not the best running back in the NFL so which oh, one of us wants to away. hit on We've the Giants uh, all night. we got a little okay I'll take it uh, so Andrew Thomas at four a little bit of surprise for me uh, he was the number one rated tackle by PFF Personal Pro Football Focus. Um, he wasn't mine, but he I think he is the best left tackle. 36-inch arms are definitely going to help. And what he does really well, and I think it's important to note this for the Giants, is he's a mauler in the run game. And, well, what's a great thing for him is, for Daniel Jones, I mean, is getting a run game going because you do have Saquon Barkley. We talked about this a little bit, but see, that second contract is going to come and bite him. So you you got to get production out of these next three years with Saquon. And getting people who are going to help you run the football is such a big key to that. And hopefully that opens it up for Daniel Jones to get a little more play action in it. It's what he does best. That's why I think it's a good pick. Um, I want to jump to their third-round pick in Matthew Pert. And I think something that I was a little shocked with is there's a little bit of a theme here with these offensive tackles. Matthew Pert, again, 36-inch arms. Which, I mean, that I that surprised that, but maybe that's more of Dave Gettleman's thing at tackle. He wants those longer armed guys that can that are good in the run game. 
Now, Pert's not going to play right away. He's a developmental guy. He can misstep, but he's athletic enough where he can kind of fix it. But he's got to get better with technique. He's going to be behind Nate Soldier. He's the future replacement, and hopefully that works out for him. I do kind of like the idea of long arms because worst case scenario, you move him to guard. If he can't play tackle, he can probably play guard with those kind of arms. And then we go to Xavier McKinney. Now, this man was touted to be a first-round pick for pretty much everybody. So, getting them, this player, this safety, who is going to be sub-linebacker, nickel slot, is crazy and super good for them because they're going to be able to deploy him different ways, and that's what he did. He's been versatile. He's done different things. And I think with somebody who's done those kind of things before with their defensive coordinator, whose name is Patrick Graham, who worked under Brian uh, Flores, who did those things with Fitzpatrick. I like the fit way more than I do with other guys who are versatile. So I ended up giving the Giants a B- minus because I don't think that Pert's a developmental guy. Thomas isn't my best tackle. And they took a bunch of linebackers that aren't very good. Ooh. So yeah, that's why Ooh, I that was that one. Great. Okay, I'm gonna jump. That's offensive tackle. George is six foot five. Played he played the important piece he liked is because questioning both their right and left tackle. Um, he played both right and left tackle at Georgia. He only missed two games, and and one of those games was a bowl game to prepare for the draft. As you stated well, he blocks in. He blocks well in the run. Last blocker as well, maintains his base. Mike Remmers was signed by the Chiefs with right tackle, so he left. Nate Soldier hasn't played up to the expectations in New York. Uh, and then, like you said, I'm going to do the same thing you did with dri- jumping right to Pert, offensive tackle out of UConn. Great combo size, speed, and strength. He is a developmental tackle, but like we're saying, Nate Soldier not playing as well. He would be a great replacement tackle to solidify both tackle positions on this offensive line for the next X amount of years, for a while. He progressed in college. He always he got better year after year in college. He's got good quickness out of his stance for your starter at UConn. So, oh, and you you know me, boys. I like teams that get the beef. They get the beef in the trenches. That's what they did here. He's a small man. Solidifying those tackles, protecting their quarterback for years to come. Probably won't be Daniel Jones, though. Uh, And allowing Saquon Barkley, giving him a a little better protection so he can run the football down people's throats and catch those um, passes in the flat. And then Xavier McKinney, safety out of Alabama, 6'2", 201 pounds. As Cole stated, he's very versatile. He can play man. He can play in the box. He can play over the top. He has range to take away deep routes as a center fielder because he has great football IQ. Great football IQ. He only ran a 4.63, though, which I was a little surprised. Um, he's a pretty good tackler. But what helps him with the running the 4.63 is he, he anticipates routes and looks to take away balls. He did drop a few interceptions that he should have had, but he is he, – He's a say, yeah, that's, that's right. That's why he's DB. DB. And he's arguably the best safety in this draft, and New York absolutely needed a safety. So with drafting their needs, getting some beef, getting safety help, um, they did draft a lot of linebackers, but they are switching to a 3-4 defense. So I didn't mind them drafting a lot of linebackers considering their defensive switch where 3-4, you need a lot of linebackers. So I gave the Giants – in A minus. Oh, oh, wow! We had a yeah, yes, we had a pretty sizable gap here, Andy, between us. How about you, Bryce? Are you big uh, spit like me and Andy split. here, or are you somewhere in the middle? I only give these guys a B. Yes. I like the Andrew Thomas pick. All right, closer to I me. I mean, we all agreed upon we didn't see Andrew Thomas going number four. We thought it had been Wills or worse. Obviously, I get it. The best left tackle. You need a left tackle. You got to protect your quarterback. And, like, you you touched on pretty well. 
He's good at run blocking. Saquon needs something. I mean, that guy is out there just getting stuffed left and right, and he's by far one of the better running backs in the league. He proved it his rookie year. And then, uh, I mean, I'll jump with your train going to the next tackle here with Matt. Good developmental piece for the future. The big, long arms. And I think, like, I think, Cole, you just nailed it around the head. Maybe that's what he really wants, David, as the GM. He wants those long arms to sit there and get that separation and stuff. And it's a good idea. Maybe he could move the guard if he struggles at a tackle position. So, I mean, those two picks, understandable. I think that's what they definitely needed. They're, they're putting pieces in that they need. Then we got the, the safety with McKinney. I mean, I'm just pretty much retouching everything you guys said because it's pretty accurate. The physicality, the versatility, the football IQ. So he brings a nice piece in there. You got Peppers there still in New York, which is a nice piece to have. I don't know. What did you, what'd you guys say? Because I cut out on the connection. Did you say he was going to play free safety there? Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah, cut he'll, out he'll play a, lot a while of ago. So got back. I mean, it, I don't. No, I don't think I don't, either. That's I what I was wondering. I don't think he'll play true free because of his speed. But I think if Peppers and him are playing covered two and yeah. uh, McKinney's on field side. Oh, yeah, but he can play man and zone. I think and you, you assume come down into the box. Game. So nice little added piece there. I only game will be, though. I just switch into a 3-4. And part of me still feels like they're just a dumpster fire. I mean, come on, folks. These guys have been terrible. Yeah, they want to, so both. Ooh. Eli Manning was trash. No big deal. But now you got Daniel Jones. I don't think he's the guy that's going to ride your ship right into the sunset. I mean, Eli Manning approved. Yeah, ooh, good luck. So, I don't know. I just – I guess with their history and maybe recently, I don't see none of their picks, like, spectacular. So, besides Barkley, I mean, it's a little different. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of curious how it actually plays out because Thomas is going to start right away and Kenny's going to start right away. I mean, heck, who knows? You could even see Matt start somehow right away. They're just that disorganized at times, and it's interesting. Maybe Matt Pert. Um, as, is that how you say that correctly, Pert? Okay. Well, yeah, it's Pert. Yeah, sure. We'll go with it. I don't, don't want to call him Pear, you know, but maybe he has that edge and. I think with Soldier there, I mean, it's a nice spot to have a leadership role for him to teach the young guy. Yeah, I mean, maybe in about four years, their offensive line could be pretty good with uh, with Pert on the other side of Thomas. It's interesting. I don't know. Like, I agree with Andy. I don't know if Daniel Jones will be there in the next five years, but I would assume so. They kept Eli for 20 years. So, it's interesting to see. And I'm, the safety part, I mean, we talked earlier, Cole, they have love and peppers. So it's interesting with this pick. But, I mean, you got to take the best available in that situation to help your defense out as any way possible. That's what you saw in the later rounds. Andy said, all these linebackers they took going to 3-4. You need the linebackers, a couple corners. So they try to reload, and they're trying here to rebuild finally to get back maybe where they once were and compete in that uh, east because that east has always been – Kind of wide open. There's not been like a straight out clear guy. I think what was it? Every or was it, I maybe this might be the self, but that was the self. But uh, even with the, which I think East here, sorry, that no one won like back to back usually a lot. So, oh, wasn't it going into like yes, it was all four teams, all and four they were teams could still. Win I mean, what would the Eagles finish like eight and or not eight seven and one and the. Cowboys finished eight and eight or something like that because of that. Cause the Eagles won or whatever. It was like nine, seven, eight, and eight. That division has always been right around that eight and eight mark or nine and seven. So you still have a lot of ability to see a team like the Giants somehow have a spectacular year and get in at eight and eight winning the division or nine and seven. Not I'm not saying they're going to. Absolutely not. I think the Giants will win three to five games this year, but. That was like last year. Look at the freaking Redskins. They got in like a two-game win streak, and they're like, all right, we're three, five, and one, or three, three, and six. We're still in the playoff hunt in week 13. That Redskins, that Redskins defense is going to be dangerous this year. They're a team. Six wins. But that's the six thing. Wins. They're a team that could literally come in this and beat someone like the Eagles who have a down, say they're, they're banged up. 
beat the Cowboys because they're the damn Cowboys. Like, they can't perform in big time situations. We saw it. So anything can happen in this East compared to other things. Like we said with the Packers division in the North, we see Packers, Vikings, and we can kind of go th- through that. We usually see who could win the division or who's more stacked to do it. The East is still kind of that wide open. I would say right now it's Cowboys Eagles at the top, just because the Redskins and Giants are kind of been faltered the last few years. So it's interesting to see what happens with the Redskins or with Dwayne Haskins. The New York Giants will draft a quarterback in the next few years. So I like what they're doing here, beefing up the offensive line first. You got to protect the quarterback that you're going to bring Heck, in the next few years. Maybe they're so bad they get Trevor Lawrence next year. No. Well, I mean, it's interesting, and I think that might be a pretty interesting topic for a different day. But we're about an hour in, a little over. We've recapped the East. We've told you what we like, what we don't like. Is there anything else that the brothers would like to tell these good people before we uh, skedaddle? Yeah, ready for all I got to say is Andy's got terrible taste in running backs. I got great taste in running backs, but... Anyways, uh, please continue to support us, follow us, listen to our podcast, tell us what you think. You can follow us on Facebook at the Denim Everton, Instagram, the Denim Everton, and at Team Everton. Please continue to support us. We really appreciate you. We're coming. Looking for big things. Yeah, thank you to all for joining us three today, and I look forward to next time when you all step into the Denim Everton.